previously on We Are More Than the Podcast. That now, because he's going to put a lot of bad content on BET. Even more? Yes. <laughs> They're going to do BET plus plus. Hey, when is there going to be a, a, a black person that buys BET? I mean, well, 50 Cent. He's looking at, at buying it. Sure. And I, I think it'd be him and some other people. It, you know, Viacom got it locked up. So Viacom bought it from Bob Johnson. Right. Um, and Viacom is, you know, MTV, all that. Yeah. So it'll be tough. But at the same time, I hate to say it like this. I don't think they care. I think if you make an offer, they'll sell it. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't think they check it for it like that. Barstool, you know? Soul. Yeah, like, yeah. All, I think all these places. You know, I think if you make a formidable offer, you you can have it. I hate to say it that way. You know? <laughs> oh, you want this? It, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So let's let's switch gears. Sure. Let, let's switch gears. So we, we got 50 Cent out the way. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about last time. We um we were sitting I can't remember where we were mm-hmm. and oh no we were here okay and you were like hey bro I don't care what's going on make it the jet and it was we were talking about the George Floyd situation we were talking about people getting pulled over. Um, and one of the things you said was, as long as you make it to jail, I can help you. Mm. But if you don't make it to jail, there's nothing I can do for you. So I want you to really, really drive that home because I, I remember the conversation that we had. Right. Drive that home why you said that it was important to make it to jail. And now I want y'all to understand, this is for... Car traffic stops, um, altercations that you may have on the outside, especially as it pertains to black people. We know that, you know, police brutality and all of this other stuff is um, now being televised. Sure. Not that it's new. It's, it's everybody got camera phones, but you said make it to jail and I can help you. So I'm, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you talk about that. So. All right, so let's let's go back, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were coming up, okay, and I'm making the substance here. Um, cops were coming to your school. I don't think we really had, well, we would have resource officers, but the resource officer was supposed to be considered a friend, you know? He was there to protect us, um, and then cops would come to school. You know, you, you were supposed, it was your neighborhood protector. You were supposed to have confidence in the fact that these people cared about you, the community um, back in New Jersey, the rules are you essentially have to live where you police. So if really? you're yeah. So if you're okay. a county cop, you got to live in the county. Um, if you're a town or city cop, you got to live in the town or the city. That's how it was in New Jersey, because essentially if you're a bad cop, the community is going to tell on you okay. because you, you know, came up here and essentially you got to do your duty better because you're protecting where you live. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to do dirt, be a bad cop, then leave. You know what I'm saying? Then live three counties over. I ain't got to deal with my ramifications. Right. So in New Jersey, it was like most of these cats grew up where we were. And that was the moniker. That was the theme. Like, okay, man, don't be afraid of the cops. We saw Rodney King and it's like, oh, okay, this is LA. We saw Rodney King. Um, but then it was a sense of, 
ah, they got payback. You know what I mean? Reddit King got his money. They burned down L.A. You know, all of that. Right. And right. then there was a cat in my neighborhood that was killed by cops. Um, and the cops ended up going to jail. And still, it was I was growing up with the mentality of obviously, like I've admitted to a couple of times, we were doing some dirt. So it wasn't a fact that we like the cops. So therefore, we're not going to break the law. But it was the fact of, OK, we dealing with the cops. We break the law. We got to deal with the consequences within the law. We're dealing with the cops. They're going to take us to jail. They're going to write us a fine. They're going to tell our parents, you know, what I'm saying yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, yeah. they're going to do it by the law, still protecting and serving. My point now is these cops don't operate like that. These cops are hoping body cam, dash cam, witnesses. They are hoping you give them an opportunity to break the law. That's unfortunate. So see what I'm saying? The cop, the cops are almost like, I dare you to do something that gives me the option to use force that may be deemed excessive, but may not. So I tell people all the time, I tell my kids, I tell these young boys I deal with, I, like you said, Kay, I tell you, me as an attorney mm-hmm. and a judge, me as an attorney and a judge, me as somebody that's got resources and know people in law enforcement, me as a person that's got resources and know people that help with bad cops, me as I know people that have resources to help when just goes unjust, just get to jail. I can't help you when you're out here resisting arrest. I can't help you when it's just you and the cop at the middle of the night. I can't because obviously a lot of these people's Tyree Nichols didn't make it home. You understand what I'm saying? And what's the flip side of that is, Kay, oh, it's got to be the white cops. George Floyd. Oh, this guy was a racist and he hated black people. He hated George Floyd. Ahmaud Aubrey, right? Right. He didn't want to go to jail. And those guys didn't have a right to probably pull him over and try to pull a gun on him. But the fact is also, you don't have a right to call the cops on me. Right. He didn't make it to jail. Tyree showed us, maybe it just ain't white cops. It's just just blue. Maybe it's just blue. And they just looking for you to question their authority. So my point, especially to, to all young people I'm involved with, make it to jail. Because what I have to help you can't help you if you don't make it to jail. What I have to help you can't help you as you're tussling and wrestling with a cop on the side of the street. Unless I just happen to see it. And unless I'm just in the area and I see you wrestling with a cop, I'm going to pull over and try to help. And and But that's dangerous for you. Exactly. <laughs> so so whatever I can, whatever I am to you and whatever you think the tools and the resources I have, I can't use them unless you make it to jail. And I think what happens is there's such a fear of going to jail that cats are willing to fight not to go to jail. But if you go to jail, I can help you. Sure, you may get charged, you may get booked, you may get processed, you may get a mugshot, they may suspend your bail for a momentarily maps of time. They do not have the right to, to unjustly suspend your bail. I can get you out, I can get you home. But if you want to put it in your hands and resist these cops who do not care about your safety anymore, that's the unfortunate thing is, Kay, 
We used to operate with the thought that cops cared about your safety more than they cared about theirs. They don't care at all. And what I mean by that is, Kay, it's not that they care about their safety more than they care about yours. They don't care at all. And I say this to say, not as it's a blanket statement, because I work with law enforcement every day. And some of these cops are great cops, man. And maybe some of them are putting on because I've never had a cop tell me, man, if somebody resists me, I'm gonna kill him. I've never had a cop tell me that. And maybe some of this is the heat of the moment stuff. I get it. The Breonna Taylor situation is a terrible story, right? Right. And I've heard people tell me that's just a woman that got involved with a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Saying all that to say, make it to jail. Because that way I can help. That way law enforcement has a duty to identify why they put you in jail. That way, whoever's your attorney, whoever's your judge, can abide by the law to get you out. So let me ask you this. I know these are conversations that you have with your kids. They're driving age. Yeah. And uh, it's a so it's 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 two-sided. Cause I, I've heard some refreshing stories from you. You said, hey, yo, that's a great spot that you got. But you gotta let me go, Doc. Bravo. However, I, oh man. Okay. <laughs> however, I know that you have that kind of like you you've got a you've got a specific pull now. Wait a minute. Well, no, Wait. let's not do that. that no, 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 no. No, I'm not I'm not saying I ain't saying it like that. The reason why I'm not saying it like that is because I, I tell you about my pops all the time. Right. And my dad has particular calling cards that he can say, hey. Hey, I get what you're doing. I appreciate that. However, not me, not today. Right. And and those are those are levels that you worked to get to. Right. right. How does that conversation go with your kids? All right. So. All right, here we go. So, Kay, what Kay is alluding to, like he said, I drive all across the state. This is terrible. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> If, and and if legit, you want, if you want to no, tell no, me I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna touch it, right? I'm gonna touch it. And understand what I'm saying before, guys, right. about the law enforcement. Everybody that's listening, what I'm saying about law enforcement. Again, that's not uniform. All right, that's not every cop, every shield, every blue. But also in the same vein, obviously it's some of them. Also in the same vein, they felt just if you are resisting arrest, because every cop that has, um killed someone has not been deemed to have been wrongful in doing it. Mm -hmm. Every cop that has physically abused someone has not been, they have not all been considered wrong. So what I'm saying by that is some of cops are breaking law. I think we used to operate where we thought all cops stood by the law and did the right thing by you. And they don't. And I don't know if that's just a, a, the quality. What I've asked for the state, if, I, if I've made some suggestions, I've asked for the state to ensure cops get mental health assessments. Um, kind of dig deep. And in, in before you give somebody a badge and a gun, kind of identify, you know, what, what their thoughts are about having a badge and a gun. Because it's a powerful thing. And you can do it one of two ways, man. I mean, you can do it the right way or the wrong way. And so understand, I'm not saying every cop is bad. Because I've, I've got friends that are in law enforcement, um, dear friends. Um, that that I lean on sometimes when when I have to make tough decisions. Um, but also I know 
my solution, what I tell my kids, it's make it to jail. And, and for reference, I tell my kids, man, and even any young people that I deal with, look, man, if you get pulled over, go ahead and call me. Go ahead and call me. Put me on speakerphone. You have the right to do that. You have the right to do that. Put me on speakerphone and just be prepared. Make sure you got all your information. Make sure you're respectable. And then again, if we got to go to jail, let's get to jail. If we just get in a citation or a warning, let's get it in row. So I, I ask everybody that's dealing with me, that everybody knows me, put me on speakerphone. Go ahead and call me when you get pulled over. And let's just be ready to, to resolve this thing one way or the other. Now, with me traveling the state, Sometimes I speed, man. Right. <laughs> and um, rightfully so. No, <laughs> not rightfully so. No, no, nah, it's wrong. It's wrong. It, it's wrong. It's speed, wrong. Hey, speeding is wrong. Speeding kid. is wrong. Right. I speed my ass and, up, bro. Uh, well, I hear you, but <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong, right? Legit, it's wrong. Um, and everybody thinks there's some designated buffer. So just for clarity, y'all, and I'm, I'm not your lawyer, obviously, but I will tell you, there is no designated buffer. People swear they can do nine over and be safe. Oh, nah, hell nah. <laughs> it don't work like that. Okay, just just for the record, y'all, somebody can pull you over for doing sixty six and a sixty five. Officer Cooper, Clemson University. Well, Appreciate all right. You. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, so just know there is no designated buffer. There's no flow of traffic. I've heard people try to argue that in court. Well, you know, the flow of traffic. People behind me were going faster. We'll get over. Um, you know, let them pass you. That whole thing. Um. So one particular spot, going through a rural area, um, speeding, trying to get home. I think it was a game, like Kay preached I, on earlier. I I'm think it was sure a game was. I'm trying to get to. Guy had a great spot. When he caught me, I knew he got me. I mean, I knew it, but I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna play like I ain't see him. Cause he got me so good. He pulls me over. And he's like, hey, man, you know why you why I pulled you over? I said, yeah, I do, man. I do. And I said, um, I said, man, that was a great spot. You're going to catch a lot of people, but you got to let me go. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me say this. Most gangster shit I done ever heard in my life. Hey, you're going to get a lot of people, but you got to let me go. You got to let I said, bro, you, you got to let me go. You got to let me go, bro. That's a great spot. And I'm not suggesting anybody use this. Please okay? don't. But he, uh, I said, man, you got to let me go. Great spot, man. You don't get a ton of people. I said, man, you got to let me go. He said, oh. I said, yeah. I said, look, man, I'm going to hand you my license. Go ahead and check it. Everything's clear. But yeah, you got to let me go, bro. And you can go on back and get somebody else. And he said, man, well, well, what you mean? I said, man, I'm just telling you, bro. You just, I just got to go. So he went back, checked my license, came back. He said, all right, man, well, you have a good day, right? So, <laughs> he didn't ask no questions, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but then dog, another time, like, golly, this is incriminating. Another time, dog, I'm coming out of the beach, speeding, zooming again, trying to get back to a softball game. This cop pulls me over, and I had the worst week, man. This was... A month ago, I had the worst week. My appendix got removed. Court was terrible. Um, somebody had hit my car. And then this cop pulls me over. He was like, man, you know why I pulled you? I said, yeah, man, I, I know it. He was like, yeah, you were speeding. You were doing this and that. I said, yeah, I know, man. And that's my bad, officer. That's my bad. And I, and I called his name. You know, that's, let's just say Frierson. My bad, officer Frierson. I'm wrong, you know. Um, but I'm trying to get my daughter's softball game. You trying to get your daughter's softball game? So, yeah, he said, man, hold on one second. I'll be right back. So he wrote me a warning and told me to go. Um, so, you know, and, and I say that to say, y'all. Some of these are every officer's not out here trying to take people to jail. 
Every officer's not out here trying to bust somebody's head. Every officer's not out here trying to commit murder. But again, going back, and again, it, this probably isn't going to be 100% favorable with people because jail is a scary place. And, and I say it so comfortably because I've been there before and I, and I deal with jail all the time. Um, but I just know jail is more comfortable than the dirt. Method. You know? Preach, nigga, preach. That's, that's what sorry. I'm saying. So, <laughs> sorry. so again, because, because understand, understand, dog, if, if you're going to handle this like we in the wild, wild west, there's right. circumstances like the wild, wild west. If you want to handle this, you want to wrestle a cop that has nothing but time and nothing but a phone call to call five other people, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because what I'm saying is if you want to wrestle a cop, he's going to mm. call in backup. Mm. And they're not going to come to ask him, is everything okay? They're just going to jump on his side. And then you're outnumbered. And then you're out-resourced. You're just not going to win that. But if you get to jail and you're wrongfully charged, you're wrongfully arrested, they're withholding your bond. There are remedies to that. But you are covered by no remedies out here fighting these cops, man. Just make it to jail. That's what I tell them. Just make it to jail. Then all these things that I got lined up and all these things the Constitution is supposed to line up can come into play. But if y'all here fighting in these streets like the Wild Wild West, that's the way it's going to be, man. That's the way it's going to be. And some of this, man, some of this is like, well, what do you think you're going to do? If you're legit fighting a cop, right, resisting arrest, what are you going to do? Like you're going to fight them off, get in your car and drive off and get away? Not gonna happen. No, like I don't Not think you know. Okay, I don't think people understand the resources law enforcement have, and, and it don't matter where y'all are. Okay, it don't matter where y'all are. Every law enforcement group has a helicopter. Every law enforcement group has a SWAT team. Every law enforcement group has another branch of government they can call, and they'll call the federal government. If they call the feds, it's over. Like you can't outnumber the you can't outnumber these resources, y'all. So I'm telling you, and again, y'all, y'all think what y'all want. Make it to jail, and you get protected by some other things. Just then, you out here fighting these cops, man. I remember getting pulled over. This has got to be 2012, 20 no, had to be 2011, 2012. I had the expedition, and it was a black expedition, real low key, no tinted windows, mm-hmm. no rims, no nothing. I got pulled over in front of Taco Casa, okay. right across the street from it. Five police officers, mm. two police cars, five police officers. That's too much. And one dude was at my window. Mm. One dude was on each side of the passenger window and two dudes were in the back. And I'm looking and I gave him my library card by accident. Mm-hmm. And I gave him my license and I'm looking around. I looked over my shoulder and I'm like, seriously? And he goes, well, your uh yeah involved in a drug deal probably right. your car well, looks yeah. like a car right he told me that my tag was my tag was out expired so i gave him the receipt for my tag and i okay. said four police officers for my tag now i'm suited and booted this is when i used to work at brown mackey i mean the the, the attire was dressed i'm suited and booted <laughs> bro and i'm looking and i lie to you now i was shaking like booty meat bro what? like drug <laughs> like drug stole dice i'm in there just i'm like God, is this going to be the day? And that's how I always feel when I get pulled over. Is this the day that I don't make it? <laughs> Which it's a it's a sad thing. Yes, it is. But for someone of my hue, 
it's a common thing it's to a think. Common thing. Right. Is this the day that I don't make it home? Is this the day that I'm a George Floyd? Mm. And that's that's the that's the scary part. And the reason why I asked you this question is because you have kids that aren't on the side of law enforcement that you're on. <laughs> you sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. They're civilians. Sure. And you are a judge. <laughs> so you but you're also an attorney and it's been state work. Mm-hmm. So how do you advise or or why is it that you feel comfortable to advise quote unquote being on their side because every time someone comes in and they see a judge the first thing they think is oh man you with them yes okay. <laughs> like that's that's clear you would you with the ops is how they look at you okay so that's the, so let me say this right this is perfect dog the way people think the way to have a say so in this process is to know the judge or uh, have certain demographics of judges or know the prosecutor and all that. And I, and I would tell you an essential piece that people keep overlooking is the juries. Get on mm. a jury, y'all. Everybody's got an issue with the way juries are coming back with verdicts. Get on a jury. Because that's the true voice, Kay. A lot of people don't recognize that. Mm. Because you got to make the decision if guilty or not guilty. You got to make the decision if the civil damages are made or not. That's how you do it. All this, and again, I'm coming from a different place because I understand that. When, when you come into court, oh, this judge. Get in the jury box because that's how your voice is heard. Because if y'all don't agree, then the verdict can't get done. So if there's 12 in the box, 12 in the jury box, 11 say Kelvin Frierson is guilty of murder. One does not. You can't get that guilty verdict. That's how you make sure justice is had. So when you get that summons for jury duty, don't deny it. Don't rip it up. Don't find a way not to go. Sit in the jury box because that's that's how you have your impact. Y'all, that's that's what it was meant for. It says a jury of your peers. But when we don't show up, whatever demographic don't show up, you can't get mad at the decisions. y'all. And as a judge, I think people think you have more power than you do. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I can't right. tell the jury how to decide the result. I can't tell the defense how to do their prove their case. Can you ever overrule what the jury's rule? No, no. See, that's how this thing is set up, Kay. So this is good. Let's do some framework. Okay. Let's do some framework, right? right? My role as a judge, let's talk about it from a jury standpoint. My role as a judge with a jury is to ensure that both the defense and the prosecution are proper within the law, meaning they're meeting the rules of evidence. They're meeting the rules of professionalism in court. And to ensure the jury knows what the charge is. So if you've got a charge of murder, my role is to ensure the jury knows what elements are murder. And understand if you don't have all those elements, then there's no murder. But if you have all those elements, there may be murder and it's up to them to make the decision. So some, I've had some juries do some crazy stuff that I'm like, wow, that's what y'all thought. 
Of course, I didn't say that. Of course, I can't say, nah, jury, y'all got it wrong. I'm going to rule this way. It doesn't work that way. What people don't understand, and I think we forget this, is there's so much power in the jury, man. It's so much power in the jury. If you've got, there's a there's a documentary, matter of fact, on Netflix. Um, it's about the drug game in Miami where they actually hired, paid, the drug dealers paid a foreman on a jury to influence the jury. They paid a guy to influence the jury. Dead to rights had this guy. Big time drug dealer and the jury found not guilty. There's nothing the judge could have done. There's nothing the prosecutors could have done. There's nothing anyone could have done because the jury made that decision. That's crazy. But that's that's where the influence is. But again, we don't talk about that. We don't we don't influence. Well, we don't ask for people to make sure they're participating in juries, but it's super important. So if you're mad at the way people are ruling, you're mad at the sentencing, you're mad at the results. It's because people aren't on juries. Now, can you just throw your hat in the ring to be a part of the jury or is it has to be randomly selected? It's, it's, it's part of a summons. It's randomly selected. So they're OK. So their big picture. What happened is people will start changing. They, they call it gerrymandering. Right. They change the districts for a number of things. They change the people that's in the area for a number of reasons. Now, that for city districts and in lines can affect it. But county is a county. So if you if you in Greenville County, if you in Sumter County, you're going to get called. You're going to get the call. So you're just going to call out Merck City like that. Bruh. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, I know, Shout I know, out to John Morant, right? But, but, but that's what it is, man. You know, so, so part of this is that the judge just has to make sure everybody's professional and proper. Make sure everybody's abiding by the rules. That's what the judge has to do. And that means making sure the jury is abiding by the rules. Making sure the witnesses are abiding by the rules. Making sure the prosecutor defense. That's all the judge can do. Now, some, now when it gets to sentencing, yes. The judge has a right to make a determination on what they think is the proper sentence unless you have an agreement. So if you say Kelvin Frierson has agreed to attempted murder, the state is willing to settle for five years. All right. That's y'all agreement. Usually I can't take any issue with that um, because that's y'all agreement. But if sentencing is left up, left up to the judge, the judge has to be within statute, which is a, a range of period of time that the judge can determine what they think is proper. So, okay. So it, it, it's just kind of it, it's kind of fixed, man. I don't think people understand how much power. And again, I, I know we focus a lot on when things are done unjustly. So, yes, when things are unjust, power is out of whack and it's not going the way it should go. I also recognize that a lot of these rules were written before certain type of people were even considered citizens. Mm. So I understand there's. There's a lack of belief and support mm. in a lot of things that were written in 1776 when citizens didn't citizenship didn't become available to 1865 13. and maybe 1964. You know what I'm saying? If right. you want to do civil rights. So Sheesh. I get it. It's hard to have faith in a system that was not designed and built for all people. I get that. But at the same time, I'm challenging people. And hopefully even empowering people to have a little belief that you got to do certain things to get protected under this, quote, laws. The first if, thing you got to do is you got to go to jail. I mean, you got to get to jail, bro. Because <laughs> the Wild Wild West, I'm telling you, again, some people want to live and die by the gun. And that's the way you want to go out. That's fine. But we just don't need a lot of outcry if that's how people want to live. That's how you want to live. That's fine. Talk to the city of Chicago. That's how they living right now. We're going to live by the gun. And nobody cares. 
because that's the way allegedly everybody wants to live. But at the same time, all I can say is from my standpoint and, and again, from even coming up through it, I would always go to jail. I would always go to jail. I remember a funny time, man. We had career day in school. And it's funny, my kid just had career day and she wanted to uh, she wanted to shadow like a doctor or something. And one of her homies wanted to shadow me. And it was a rough day at court. I didn't want to put this kid through what I had before me that day. Um, and me and my homie, we skipped career day. Oh, it's so bad, right? We skipped career day to go kick it with these girls from alternative school. What? <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, bro. So y'all skipped career day. Career day. To go kick it to with girls from it. alternative school. So y'all school. did something bad to go kick it with the bad kids. Listen to me, dog. <laughs> Yo, shout out, man. Listen, my, my history is so bad, dog. My mother, and some of these cats that's going to listen to this going to remember this. My mother used to call me the trash collector, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> listen to me, bro. She used to call me Rock. There should be a show called... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Charles S. Dunn. Look it up. For one moment, I'm not about to put that in there. <laughs> Let me get the framework, right? There's a show called Rock. It was on Fox. His name was Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. His name was Rock. He was a garbage man. Who also played in the movie with Halle Berry, Gothica. But continue. Oh, yeah. he was in Rudy, too. Yeah. Um, but Charles S. Dutton. His name was Rock. He was a garbage man. He was proud of being a garbage man. Mm -hmm. Super proud of being a garbage man. Eleanor was his wife. So my And his brother was Joey. <laughs> Joey, yeah. Played trumpet. <laughs> right. And my mother used to call me Rock. And people would look at me like, oh, man, your mother called you Rock. That means you strong? Nah, bruh. Well, why she call you Rock? Because she says I pick up the trash every week. Damn. And understand, uh, like, she talking about women. I pick up the trash. Oh, that's and that's fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? But she, she yeah. that's not a reflection on my wife. Please understand. But, uh, oh yeah, that used to be how I get down. So, yeah, me and my homie. Cut school on career day to go see two dumb chicks from alternative school. Mm -hmm. And let it be known, dog, alternative school is a number of reasons you want alternative school. A, you done failed twice, and so now you're in the GED program. B, you done had a baby. C, you're just bad. Or D, truth be told, bro, when cats just didn't have the mental capacity to go through school, they put you in alternative school. So obviously they weren't doing career day at the alternative school, right? No, not at all. So me and my homie cut. <laughs> they should have did scared straight. Listen at to the me, bro. Alternative school. <laughs> That's just a place where you bide your time, man. Seriously. So me and my homie cut school career day. Mm. Went to a store because we're going to see these girls. Went to a store, stole some stuff out of the grocery store. Oh my god! Got caught by the cops. Go to jail. I remember cops said, it's kind of ironic y'all in jail on career day, huh? <laughs> Until it gets worse, right? It gets worse. Career day. So obviously some of, uh, well, I won't say obviously. Some of my classmates are observing cops on career day. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So three of our classmates are at the police department. Hey, Chris on the bus. <laughs> yes. Everybody Chris. Right, exactly. Hey, y'all. <laughs> right. So me and my homie Pat, his name was Pat Man. His name was Patrick. We call him Pat Man. Pac Man. Um, me and my homie Pac Man sitting 
uh, in jail. Pac-Man looked completely different from me. Uh, he was from Florida. This is ninth, eighth, ninth grade. He had a full mouth of gold teeth. Uh, this was my man. He ended up getting killed before we graduated. Damn. Um, we in jail. Cop making jokes about career day. Classmates clowning us. His mom's coming to get him. I'm like, yo, Pat, tell your mom we brothers. Let her sign me out. He looks at me. He says, what? I said, man, let your mother sign us out. Tell her we brothers. He says, N-word, we don't look nothing alike. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> we got different daddies, right? <laughs> it's the quick fallback. Right. So he gets bailed out. I'm sitting in there. My mother comes to get me. Um, and then I have to tell her that, hey, I was going to see two dumb chicks and we stole some stuff from the store on the way. And uh, I'm sitting in jail on career day. And the cop made a joke. And then she's listening. She's listening. And then I tell her and I try to tell the cop Patrick was my brother. What? Y'all don't look nothing alike. <laughs> She's more offended and mad the fact that this ugly brother from Florida. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm saying all that to say the roundup law enforcement, man. Like, I, oh so God. I'm saying all that to say I've, I've been in jail a couple of times. I've been in jail several times. Um, so I know what that's like. I know how scary that is. But I also recognize that, hey, these cops beat Rodney King down for traffic violations. So I was always fearful of not making it to jail. So what I'm saying may not be super popular, but again, the only way I can help anybody is if they make it to jail. The only way, again, I know we don't have much confidence because again, these documents were written before we, a lot of people were labeled to be citizens. A lot of people were deemed to be human, let alone not mm. property. So it's tough to have faith in those documents. But the only way they can support you or protect you is if you make it to jail. And there are certain regulations that protect you on the roadside. But unfortunately, again, I think some of these cops are operating like the wild, wild west. So they don't care about those rules either. Um, but fully in play, a lot of rules come into play. A lot of protections come to play if, if you go in on the inside. I got you. So let me let me. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So based off of what you've done uh, growing up until now, where you've been in life, your career, from lawyer to judge, would you encourage anyone to not necessarily walk your path, but mm. follow your career as far as lawyer, judge, I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Keep talking, I'ma give you some. Just keep running and running and running.